So my name is Mandy Scalia, for those of you who don't know. I'm one of the leaders of the eighth grade girls, and um, I'm married to Mr. Joe. Hi, honey. <laughs> um, and he's one of the leaders of the um, 10th and 11th grade boys. So um, we have been doing a, oh, I'm going to fall in that hole. I'm going to move. Put that on there. So good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, then I can't see the thing, though. Can I move it? Okay. Can everyone still see that? Okay. All right. So we are in the um, final week of a three-week three week series called Metamorphosis. Can anyone remember what metamorphosis means? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So the main emphasis is that word change. So week one focused on um, the fact that we need change. Week two focused on um, that how we can change by being teachable. We need to be teachable in order to change. And then this week we're going to focus on the fact that the easiest way to change is to serve someone. So I'm sure you realize that we live in a culture today that is all about self-promotion. We want to be noticed. We want to be liked. When you watch a video on YouTube, what's the last thing that they always say at the end of their video? Like and subscribe, right? So YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, it's all about getting more followers and more likes. And I have to admit, I'm guilty of this too. If I post something on Instagram, sometimes I check like every few minutes to see if anyone has liked what I posted. Does anyone else do that? Just me? Okay, thank you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so, and yet, how happy are we as a culture? Not very, right? People today are more empty and filled with anxiety than ever. This idea of living for me for lifting myself up, it's not working. You'll hear a lot, just do you, do what makes you happy. That's not working. Jesus offers us a different way. It's not popular, it might not get many likes on Instagram. It involves a complete overhaul of your inner world or a metamorphosis. So let's look at John 3.30. It says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Does anyone think they know what this verse means? Anyone? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyone else want to add to that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he must be greater than, than you are. Um, so this verse is, um, it was said by John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, his purpose was to prepare people for the coming Savior, to point them to him. So he was showing us how to exalt God and humble ourselves before God. When we turn our eyes away from the mirror, and up toward heaven, we change. There is a lot going on in the world 
that is much bigger than what is going on within our own little bubbles. There are hungry people to be fed, orphans to be given a home, diseases to be cured, people who are lonely, broken, battling addiction, and most importantly, souls to be saved. This world needs Jesus. He is our only hope. And he wants to use you to bring others to him. Now, when I say there's a lot more going on than what's going on in our own little bubbles, I'm not trying to minimalize that some of you are going through some really difficult things and are facing real pain. But I just know for me personally, when I focus on myself, I'm not showing the love of Christ to others. Just this week, um, I was feeling a little left out of some things in, um, at work in my friend group. And when something like that happens to me, and I, I hate to be the one to tell you that even as an adult, that happens. Um, it's not easy. But the first thing I start to do is fall into negative self-talk. Do you guys know what I mean by that? It's when you start to tell yourself things that are not true, that are, that are negative. So I start with, mm, maybe they don't really like me. I wish I was more like so-and-so. They never get left out. It, I'm just going to keep to myself. It's, it's just better that way. The problem with that is that when I make it all about me, I am unable to see others the way Jesus sees them. When we get to know Jesus, we see how he treated people. Oops, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm missing a verse there. Okay. So Matthew 20, 26 to 28 says, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So how did Jesus treat people? He served them. Jesus was the opposite of a self-promoter. He never bragged about the miracles he performed. He healed people and met their physical and spiritual needs. He washed his disciples' feet. Jesus was a servant till the very end. His whole reason for coming to this earth was to take our punishment on the cross. He served us by giving up his life so that we don't have to. So ultimately, if we want to look like Jesus, we need to serve. When we set our focus on Jesus, we will naturally start to see the people around us and the needs they might have as well. Why do you think we often don't like the idea of being a servant? What do you think? Yes, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, it's hard work. Xander, yes. A lack of power, yeah. And like Jacob said, you're, it's, you're saying that that person is better than you. We are, in our human nature, we want to be lifted up, right? So, um, let's see. Yep, this is this verse now. So, being like Jesus is doing what this verse says, Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Don't be selfish. 
Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. That's, that's really hard, right? So yesterday, um, Todd Peerage spoke. How many of you were here for Renew? Okay, that's great. So um, yesterday morning, Todd Peerage spoke, and he shared this next passage, Matthew 16, 24 through 26. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? I think we could also read it as, what will it profit a man if he gains 6,000 likes and forfeits his own soul? When we serve others, it helps them, which is great. And more importantly, it points them to Jesus. But it also changes us without us even knowing it. That's why we said in the beginning that the easiest way to change is to serve someone. There is something powerful that the Holy Spirit does in us when we lift up our eyes to Jesus and reach out to the people that need him. We become the, the best version of ourselves. We realize what matters most in life. It changes our perspective. We experience God's power in new ways, and it brings more joy. When we surround ourselves with other people who are also serving, we don't feel as isolated. Our faith is strengthened. So last summer, I had the opportunity to go on a missions trip to Niagara Falls. Who else went? Yeah, we had a great team. And um, I was a, one of the people that went on that trip was Zach McNutt. And I asked him to come up and share a little bit about what he learned when he served on that missions trip. Hello. Um, my voice is a little dead from Renew. Uh, so what God taught me on the missions trip was to get out of my comfort zone and to serve others because the first couple of days of the trip, um, I was serving in a food pantry and picking weeds out of a garden. And I wasn't able to see any of the people I was serving. And I was getting a little annoyed in my head because I wanted to be able to see who I was helping so and I know I'm actually helping. But about halfway through the trip, somebody in our group said that you don't need to see the people that you're helping to know God is using you to help others. And that really helped me understand that I was helping through... Um, picking weeds and making food boxes even though I didn't see them and the last couple days I did end up seeing the people I served and that was awesome but it wasn't all about seeing who I was helping Thank you Thank you Good job Zach Alright That's awesome, thank you Zach um, Would anyone else 
like to share a way, if, if you went on a missions trip, how you felt um, God changed you in the process? Anyone? Danielle? You can come up, sure. <laughs> So in Belize, um, I don't remember what day it was, but we were like walking around and we were like giving out little foods, to, like food packages to people, I think, or something like that, that we package ourselves. And it wasn't like seeing the people, but it was like like seeing how much faith they had when like they had like like barely anything compared to us, they, and, but they were so thankful and happy and it was like a lot of fun to see that. And yeah, being able to pray over them was cool. Thank you. All right, thank you. <clears throat> so um, in both of those scenarios, you could see how God changed their perspective, right? Zach said he was, he was thinking he needed to see it, but God changed his, pers his perspective, allowing him to see that he could still be used even when he's not face-to-face -face with those people. And seeing the joy that... Um, Danielle saw on their faces brought joy to her and changed her as well. All right, so um, what can we do to serve someone? Where do we start? I want to give you three ways and three places you can serve someone starting today. So the first way that we can um, serve someone is through our money and possessions. Who has Acts 20.35 on the papers? Okay, Lilia, you read nice and loud for us. There is more happiness in giving than in receiving. More happiness in giving than receiving. Who has 2 Corinthians 9.7? Yes, Nisi. God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Thank you. So I know when you're in middle school and high school, um, you might not have a ton of money, but let's say you get some money for your birthday or something. You could give a portion here at church or donate to a missions project. If you have things that you've outgrown or no longer use, you could donate them to a family in need. God loves a cheerful giver. All right, the next way that we can serve is with our time and energy. We all have 24 hours in a day. How are you using your time? Using your time and energy to actually do things that serve others will be a huge blessing. Um, I'm curious, are any of you brave enough to look at your phone right now and check out your screen time? Daniel says, no, I'm not. <laughs> Five hours? Okay. Zero? No screen time. That's great. <laughs> okay. Seven. Okay. All right. Anybody more than seven? Three? Okay. All right. Eight hours last Sunday. You were tired from the, you were probably scrolling. How many? Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I think the highest we've heard is seven hours. But think about that. What is it? Okay. <laughs> 24 hours. That's pretty excessive. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, no matter how much time 
you see there, that's all, you think about how that's time that could be used to serve others, right? Um, and um, we are, okay, no, I'm sorry, I went on to the, oh yes, who has Colossians 4 or 5? Okay, who said that? Okay. Very good. Making good use of every opportunity. Redeeming your time well. Um, who has 1 Corinthians 10.31? Stephanie. Okay, so everything we do is for the glory of God, right? We are actually serving God when we serve others. All right, the third way that we can serve is with our talent. Each of you has a talent. Um, you have things you're good at. You can use your intelligence and creativity to serve others. Who has 1 Peter 4.10? Carrie. Yeah, so using the gifts that God has given you. If you have a talent for music, you could join the worship team, as many of you have. If you are great with technology, you could help someone who is not as technologically savvy. Trevor is not here. I was going to give him a shout out that if you're Trevor, you could rap for us, right? <laughs> um, yesterday, Stephanie and Jamie shared their, their gift of dance in worship and um, in service to the Lord. So you can get creative with that. All right, so these are the three ways we can serve. Now let's talk about three places where we can serve. All right, the first is home. God has placed each of us in a family. For better or for worse, we're stuck with each other. Some of us come from broken homes. Some of us are living in the model Christian family. And some of us are somewhere in between. Um, either way, God has placed you there to serve. And a lot of times, teenagers get kind of a bad rap for being selfish, lazy, kind of wanting people to cater to them. How can we break that stigma? What are some ways that you could serve at home? Stephanie. Yeah, that's that's great. Yes. Yeah, without being asked. Okay. <laughs> Everyone has different standards. Okay. <laughs> yes, Carrie. Oh, yeah, making dinner. Yeah, doing things that, that your parents normally do so that they don't have to. Maybe giving them a break, right? Yes, Stephen. Yeah. Yes, that's huge. Your parents want to interact with you. Callie. Um, I mean, I'm really doing this a lot, like, making food or something, and then being like, oh, I'm going to put it up, and I think I'm good. Yeah. And my mom has to do it or something. So just not doing stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, doing things right, right then. Yes, Jacob. You could, like, because, like, they're working hard and stuff, you could, like, something with them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, parent, your parents would love that. So I will tell you, you will be amazed at 
how it transforms the tension and arguments in your home into meaningful quality time and meaningful conversations, peaceful time when you become a servant to your family. I know for me, if my kids come to me asking for something, I'm a lot more likely to say yes if they have a clean room and have just helped me do something than if I have to constantly bug them to help out. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so the next place we can serve <laughs> is school. Can anyone think of ways that you could serve people at school? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, helping your teacher. That's awesome. Stephanie? Yes, yes, definitely. Jacob, I'm sorry, Callie. Yeah, helping clean up. Callie? Oh, yes, that's huge. That's huge. There are so many people that are lonely, right? You can be a servant to them by sitting with them, inviting them to your group. Um, were you going to say something, Danielle? Help someone carry their stuff, yeah. Brianna, were you going to say something? Is she, do you want to say something? No? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, you can, it's always good to try to be kind to them. Sometimes people do not return that favor, so that is very hard. Stephanie? Yeah. Absolutely, bringing people to church. Carrie. Yes. Yeah, definitely, helping others with their classwork. There are so many different ways that you can share the love of Christ. Um, how, about, and how about if you are in a class that is particularly disruptive? How about serving your teacher by being the one student who's actually doing what they're supposed to be doing? That is a, is a big one. You'll be amazed at the doors that God will open for you um, to share the gospel when you serve someone. All right, and then the last place that we can serve is beyond. That just encompasses everywhere else. Um, you could start serving in the kids' ministry here at church. You can serve at a local homeless shelter. You could offer to let someone in front of you in line if you're at Starbucks. You could go on a missions trip or sponsor a child in another country. There are so many ways that we can serve. So I want to challenge you to start asking yourself each morning, who can I serve today? Sorry, this thing is, um, yep. How can I show the love of Christ to others today by using my possessions, my time and energy, and my talent. So to kind of summarize the past three weeks, um, it's been about change, metamorphosis. Change is initiated and made possible by the Holy Spirit. When we realize we need to change, we cooperate with the Spirit and look to Jesus as our example. And then if we lift our eyes off of ourselves and up to God and to the people around us, we begin to serve and something changes inside us. When that happens, people begin to take notice. They think there is something different 
about him or her. Something bigger is going on here, and I want to know about it. Instead of promoting yourself, your life can point them to Christ. So there's something that Jessica Long said yesterday. I believe someone um, asked her about bullying, if she was ever bullied and how she dealt with that. And something that she said really struck me. She said, it surprises people when you're kind. It's so important to live Christ-like. And I just thought that was so huge because she's had a very difficult life, a lot of struggles, but in the end, she realized how important it is to be Christ-like. This world is often not kind, but you can be different. God can use your kindness to bring others to himself. Let's look one last time at the... Um, Anchor verse for this series, Philippians 1.6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I just want to encourage you to allow God to make that change in you by serving others today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much um, for everyone that's here. I thank you for Renew and everything that we were able to learn there. Um, I thank you that you modeled for us how we should treat others, that we should serve them, that we can point them to Christ by showing kindness and showing your love. I pray that you would help each person here to um, allow you to use them in, in whatever ways you see and that they would um, allow you to make that change in their heart. And we pray that you would uh, bless the rest of our day. In Jesus' name, amen.